Today's podcast is brought to you by Espo. Head over to Espo.io today to get fan perks from your favorite esports teams like BBG, Boom Esports, Team Queso, and more. Espo is offering exclusive fan perks that you can't find anywhere else. Espo.io. Win together. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audience. Guys, I was using a really crappy USB mic when I started, and Audient has just leveled up my audio so much. And honestly, for around $200, I cannot recommend a better microphone. You get a setup that will work with streaming, with videos, with audio recording, with podcasts, anything you want. It's super easy to set up, super intuitive to use, cannot recommend it enough. Go check out evo.audio. The website is evo.audio. I highly recommend the Start Recording Bundle. It comes with an audio interface, a mic, a stand for your mic, and a super good headset. So again, insane value for such, such high quality. Awesome company that I love working with. So go check them out, evo.audio. Enjoy the show. Are we live? Tight. Yeah, we're live. Hi, are we live? Uh, all right. Ty the Magic wins off today. He's he's not he's not performing his best. Welcome to the it's area like of a, like a spring break rager or something. <laughs> Welcome to the area of esports podcast. I'm your host Brendan, aka Lefty B. Each week will be your one stop shop for esports news and commentary. Joining me tonight, as usual, is Tim. Hello, Tim. Howdy, folks. And That's the man behind. That's, that's it. All I have that's to all say. You didn't comment. Right. I was thinking too, and this <laughs> irony. I was thinking too. I was like, "Oh man, Tim normally rants about like his bullshit week, like all the dumb stuff he did." And uh, all I said right. was, "Howdy, folks," and you didn't even notice. So it's like, you know, I was going to let you go. I figured you had, you had, you know, turned over a new leaf. And we also have the man behind the magic curtain, which is Ty, who's who's off his game today, but he's still the magic man. Ty. Say hello. Hello. I'd like to confirm that I have counted down the same way every week since no, we started. No, and no, they... <laughs> no, that's not true. We weren't. No, we weren't yeah, ready. Man, the the pre show is just a disaster. The pre show is a disaster. Seen it? Yeah. Ty just has no real... control over his people. Yeah. It's bad. It, so we're gonna blame our Ty. current appearance. We're just chickens with no heads. Just exactly. Around people are shoving corn down our throat. Yeah. It's alive. <laughs> a little preview of the show for you tonight after that i don't even know what to say first we're going to look back at last week's events we're going to talk scores results all sorts of crazy stuff after that we're going to move into major news and we have some pretty um interesting thoughts on things that have transpired very recently as of today um so so stay tuned for that and then we're going to give you a little preview of what's coming up next weekend and this coming weekend and then we're going to close out the show with a fun little segment called Last Hit. Last Hit is where Tim and I get one minute uninterrupted to stand on our soapbox and talk about whatever we want to talk about. However, we want to talk about it for one minute. And the other person can't talk at all. It should be really fun. And I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun on this week's show. So we're going to hop right into it, starting with last week's results. We're going to start in my stomping grounds, Call of Duty. And uh, I'll just hit some of the highlights. To, to kind of you know to, to make it go a little quicker, uh, Toronto Ultra 
I think is apparently a legitimate team. I didn't believe it. Uh, I don't want to believe it. I want to believe they're bad, but they're not. So they, like that, how could you be? Yeah, how could you be good? Yeah, yeah. Plus Ultra, there it's it's whatever. They they beat the Mutineers three zero. Now the Mutineers isn't a great team, but still, it it was. So I wasn't expecting a three zero. Um, Optic and Dallas continue to kind of start to play better and really turn things around. Both winning three one respectively against the European teams. Um. Really, the other only other surprise uh, last week for me was the New York Subliners with a brand new substitute who has never played in the league before made his debut and beat Atlanta Phase three uh, two. Phase being the best team for forever at this point, just I mean, just absolutely dominating everyone. Be, losing that three two to the Subliners who had a brand new eighteen year old substitute and who's never played a game in the league uh, was was quite the shock. And then on Sunday, you had one more game. Toronto Ultra beating the Dallas Empire 3-0. Now, the, I don't even know how that happened. If you, if you know anything about Call of Duty, Dallas obviously won season one. So it's kind of surprising that they would just come out and get absolutely smoked. Um, they did make some roster moves, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But it is interesting to see Toronto Ultra managing to beat a team of that high of caliber 3-0. And I think just further proving that that they might be legitimate, which is unfortunate for people like me who thought they were a one-off deal. I think, Tim, uh, yeah, yeah, I just want to chime in real quick to say yeah. that all of these names are really dumb. All of the names, like, okay. like, there's not even, like, there's, it's not like there were, like, a bunch of, like, like. <laughs> okay, but, they're, like, but they're, their taglines are all cool. Yeah, their ta- their taglines are super cool. I'll give you that. And also, like Call of Duty is really fun to watch. I got to tune in a little bit this uh, over the weekend, and and man, like competitive Call of Duty is super fun to watch. This is a very yeah. very like high octane, uh, you know, uh, really great stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's really great. The Ultra was on a, on a bit of a tear, three uh, owing two teams. Uh, yeah, talk to them. I- I think that, I mean I do think they're good as much as I hate to admit it, but it, it, it'll be interesting to see how long it continues. You know that they, they haven't played recently against you know a team like Phase or Optic, and by recently I mean this past week because week by week these teams are completely different. For example, Optic Chicago last week I don't think they could have beat me and my team uh, with how bad they were playing. <laughs> um, so you know if they played them last week, I bet it would have been a, a an absolute destruction. But I think this week with how some of the other teams are playing, such as FaZe and, and Optic and and even Thieves, Thieves was playing pretty well this week. I think maybe you know we'll see something a little different, but for now it looks like Ultras is, is they, here. They went play. they went two of this weekend. So yeah, they they they're really yeah. okay. Yeah. So we'll see going forward. Plenty of matches coming up still that that might uh change things up. And then the other thing to talk about, and I'm excited to talk about it because it's back, is the Overwatch League. Overwatch. Now, Overwatch. Also, I, before you dive in, Ty, yeah. you better prepare remarks because uh, I know that you're yeah, a big Ty. Overwatch fan, so I want to hear what you think. Yeah, I want to hear Ty's thoughts because I'm going to say things that are just insane, and I want to <laughs> see if Ty stops me. For As example, me. Houston Outlaws wins the league this year, guaranteeing it. Is this I where I come in? <laughs> That's where you come in. I want to see if you have any I mean, thoughts on that. I mean, so I haven't really kept up with a ton of this just because, you know, they're starting up during my kind of finals, you know. Right. But from what I have seen, uh, 
just uh, every time Outlaws plays, it's like, this isn't the Outlaws I know. You're supposed to be bad at those. I've been an Outlaws fan for, for a long time because uh, the original ownership group of that team was Optic Gaming and Hector mm. Rodriguez and those guys. And I absolutely love everything Hex does. So I was a, I was a, a, a fan of them, so to speak, back in the day. And like Ty said, they were never that great. They would play some really good games and then they decided at the end of the season that they were done playing. Um, <laughs> so it was always kind of sad to see. Um, but to highlight some of the others on this, um, I think Fusion, the Philadelphia Fusion, just are winning a bunch. And that's, I guess, I mean, that's kind of usual. Um, and then you have teams like uh, Washington uh, beating Dallas, which from the last time I watched Overwatch consistently, that's kind of a surprise because Dallas is usually a, a really good team. And Washington then also beat the Vancouver Titans also. So uh, that's they the went, one thing I wanted to talk about, actually, is the Dallas yeah. fuel. Um, yeah. you know, they, they obviously they threw out Boston Uprising this weekend, but like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do we think about them losing to um, uh, uh, shoot? What was the other team? The um, uh, Washington. Yeah. The Washington. Yeah. Justice, like, yeah. Yeah. What do we think about the Justice beating um, beating the Dallas Fuel here? Well, so from, from my point of view, I think if you look at one, I don't think you can count the Boston game for anything, considering they didn't win a map. I, I think they're just maybe not a good team this year. Um, but I think if you look at the results overall over the course of that weekend, almost every team except for a very except for two, I believe, three, uh, except for three of them went one and one. So you know, I mean, when you look at that, I think it's kind of just all over the place. You know, you have Chengdu winning three zero and then winning one map against the Fusion. You have the Fuel winning three zero, but then not winning or winning one map against Washington. You know, you have the only teams that really up uh, Paris Eternal three one they won and then they lost three. So you know you have a lot of these teams that are really back and forth, and so I think I mean yeah it is super early so you know it's not like there's there's that much weight that could be put into it. But if you look strictly off off the results of this, I think it it may be you know if you want to do uh, what is they call it uh, the way too early predictions. You, know, you have you have Los Angeles Gladiators and, and Houston Outlaws just not losing, but then you have teams like Boston Uprising who don't win a map. It's like, all right, Boston season's over, and you know, LA Houston's going to be your finals, or you know, whatever the case may be. So um, it's definitely interesting, and I'm, I'm excited for the Overwatch League to be back, and I'm excited to watch more Overwatch um, and and to see some more of these games and see how these teams kind of shake out going forward. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know Washington Justice uh, beat Dallas Fuel, beat Vancouver Titans. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they do over the rest of the season. Yeah, and and I'm I'm excited to see a lot of these teams how they bounce back to you know a team like Boston or Dallas. Even you know, yeah, they won, they went one and one. Dallas did, but I feel like they won't be too happy. Or you know, New York winning one and one, but then not getting a map off Chengdu Hunters might be something that they want to address. So it'll be interesting to see how they all shake out moving forward. Ty, do you have any, have any last thoughts on, on these results or just the league in general this season? Um, I just wanted to say that I'm very, very happy to see my husband, Jake Overwatch. <laughs> Jake Overwatch. I miss him, my boy. Yeah. I, I love Jake Overwatch back in the day and watching 
you know, that outlaws team. I, yeah, he's one of my favorite players for sure. Well, husband, huh? Uh, husband. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I guess I'd marry, I'd marry Jake Overwatch. Yeah. Who am I kidding? Yeah. yeah. I guess Ty claims him. So Ty has claimed. So any of you, <laughs> any of you ladies out there who are big Overwatch fans back off, uh, Ty has claimed. Over Ty's going to yeah. steal your man. <laughs> well, Moving on then to the news of the week, and this is where this is where things are going to get interesting pretty exactly. quickly. I think I, I'm I'm really excited for this. That this is so we're going to start with Solified, which is an organization that recently has come under fire. I'll say that. Um, so. That is First the thing, most mild way you could have put that's, it. Yeah, I put it. I put it nicely. So they the had first, an, arti- an artillery strike hit their their headquarters. <laughs> everything went to hell in a handbasket. So, yeah. first thing that happens is their owner is banned from involvement in League of Legends at all for three years. And I, first off, I don't even know how you managed to do that because. They somehow mess this up, and League takes things very seriously, and they obviously put out very long memos about the rules that they broke. Um, so, if you're wondering, they just didn't pay people. <laughs> so that's that's the long and the short of it. Yeah, that's the long um, and the short. So, three years of banned for the owner for not paying. Then the Apex Legends teams leave Solified because they said, "By the way, we haven't been paid either." <laughs> Yikes. So I guess they just decided that why pay people when we can just not? And it hasn't gone over well. And they, as of today, I saw a tweet, uh, I think it was about, I think it was this morning, it was about 17 hours ago. Uh, they said they're going to cease all organizational operations to address payment issues. Which is a nice way of saying we don't want to pay people money for right now until we figure out why we how we're going to pay back all these people. Yeah, I, I mean, I, so it sounds like like if you if you just if you read the article that um, that that Lolly Sports posted. Um, yes, like the, the the TLDR is like they didn't pay people and they were shysty about it, so. We're banning them from league for, and they said indefinite ban, but they may reapply to uh, to to get reinstated in the league. But also, it's like it's indefinite because like who's gonna like nobody's gonna want to work with them. Right. Um, yeah, on January first, twenty twenty four, and this that we're talking about oddity here as well. Um, and then Solified is also sort of soft banned from the league until they have confirmed a change in ownership. So I wouldn't be surprised if this esports organization just blew up and went away forever. Yep. Um, I think um, what makes me like, so if it was a thing of like, we promised people pay and we ran out of money, we made an honest mistake. That's one thing, but like they, you know, riot kind of lays out the timeline here of, of they contracted all these people on January in January. And they, you know, in March, all these people submitted or in February, all these people submitted their invoices for like hours that they worked or whatever. And the, the owners sent out this message that was like, oh, yeah, like we talked to investors and we have this money coming or whatever and blah, blah, blah. 
And so they kind of like strung these people along for a while, which is kind of the, the messed up part. Um, so it just like, it just really rubs me the wrong way. Um, Cause all of this is kind of coupled with this big and this, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but this is all kind of this it brings up this discussion of like people in esports and the whole work culture is really bad. Um, a lot of esports organizations are paying peanuts to work a whole ton. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of poor business practices and a lot of, um, if you want to get a good job at an esports organization, you basically have to know somebody or, or get lucky. And, um, and this is just like, it's just like another nail in that coffin, you know, where it's like, uh, not that esports is dying or, or that it's even in a coffin, but it's like, it's just another, it's just another, you know, uh, uh, another, uh, drop in the bucket. Uh, uh, that's, that's starting to get pretty heavy, right. Is, is people are underpaid already. Yep. And then you hear about stuff like this and it's like, oh man, it's just like, it's rough, you know, well, cause I, cause we love, we love esports. We're doing a podcast. About right. It. We wouldn't do right. that unless we really, really loved it. So it's like, um, you know, it, it sucks to, for me to hear cause these people that spent, you know, months of their time, uh, months of their time working, e- even though, yes, they're on an esports team or they're amateurs or whatever. They spent months of their time uh, working and practicing and developing their skills, and then at, at at some point the 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 other shoe drops, and the people are like, "Well, we can't pay you." And right. yeah, and so I, I think I think they deserve Solify deserves their punishments. Um, I I hope for the sake of the people who of the workers that they file for some sort of like class action or lawsuit of some sort. Um, cause yeah, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate and it just kind of, uh, kind of encapsulates a lot of the issues that are in the esports sector already. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, th- at this point, it's almost a common story. You know, I, I remember back in the day being a, you know, obviously coming from call of duty, you had denial back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, th- they were the most hated group of people because it came out not once, but twice that they just didn't pay people. They came back, they rebranded, they did all this stuff. All right, well, they were still an issue. You know, you've had tournament organizers countless times not pay talent. And, you know, at this point, it's almost just another, oh, another one didn't pay somebody. No, another one didn't pay somebody. Okay, whatever. I mean, which is is not the way to look at it. But at this point, it's almost so common that it's, it's, you know, I don't even know what to say about it. Yeah. But, you know, like you said, I think they deserve their punishments. They'll probably not exist and i don't think they should i don't think there's any room for that in in the industry so uh good riddance and uh you know hopefully hopefully the people get paid and they deserve to get paid and good riddance to the people who didn't pay them so i actually want to get before we move on i don't and i don't want to spend too much more time on this but uh the i want to get your take on something so uh, Riot cited their rule 12.3, which is best interest of the tournament. And so tournament officials in Riot games at all times may act the necessary authority, authority to preserve the best interests of the tournament, et cetera, et cetera. Um, like, how do you feel about that rule? So like, um, yes, there is a, there's, you know, there is a room for them to abuse it if they felt that that was, you know, if that's what they wanted to do. But like, do you think that they've, you know, kind of upheld that best, you know, that kind of uh, best interest? And do you think that they've really used this power to the best of their abilities over the course of their their company's life lifespan? So I think, you know, I, I think they have. 
honestly, I think, yes, there are plenty of things that you can question them for, to be honest with you. Um, and, and that would be a podcast in and of itself, <laughs> uh, talking about all the different, you know, things that they've done in the past and rulings they've made on certain players or certain situations. Uh, for example, I mean, even a, a kind of a semi-recent one, you have um, I Will Dominate getting banned from doing live views um, of the matches and then getting it reinstated and then getting it. It's just has been a back and forth and people were really questioning it because, you know, you had the group of people that's always hated him. So they were like, yeah, you know, screw that guy. But then there was the other group who was like, what's your reason? And they were kind of like, oh, because, and, <laughs> you know. So, you know, you have situations like that, but, you know, I think of, you know, I, I hate comparing esports to, to major sports groups, but, you know, if you think about it, there is a rule in both the NFL, the NHL, in every league, every major league, MLB, that the league, at the end of the day, while they do have to put it to some form of, of vote or some sort of, you know, um, committee, at the end of the day, they do have final say on what is the best interest of the league, especially when it comes to, um, handling suspensions and uh rules so while yes i think in this case they did the right thing and it may be questionable if they have in the past i think that 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 is common and that at the end of the day unless they start abusing it or unless the players and owners want to take the time to set up very proper well-organized and well-funded or associations for ownership and player associations unless that's going to happen um, and, and be legitimately backed and supported by the league, I think then you have to just accept the fact that they have final say as it is at the end of the day, it is their league. Yeah. Well, but, should, we, should we talk about something else? Crappy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this, this, this one, this one will go on for a while too, because so today, this morning, this is what I was talking about earlier this morning, there came out the esports certification Institute which this is a quote, I believe, from their website, a public benefit corporation created to foster professionalism, promote meritocracy, and increase diversity and inclusion in esports. ECI was created to give another path into esports for industry hopefuls. What it is, is a test, an exam, a a quiz, a, a paper test that you have to take that gives you this certification that says you are ready to work in the esports industry. <laughs> they had this board of advisors apparently that helped create it, which is a list of like almost, I think it was 25, 30 people, um, names that you know from esports that I have a hard time believing were big proponents of this. Um, but basically, what it is, it is a, an exam that you take that says if you're ready to work in the industry or not. The fun part is it is $400 to take the exam. Mm. Uh, At the moment, you can get it for 300 because it's their first week, which is their exciting discount. But it's $400 to take an exam that says whether or not you can work well in the industry. I, I don't even have words for how stupid this is. I I just can't. Some of the questions that I've seen that people have posted online have just blown my mind. There's questions about memeing on social media. If that's like what you would do in a situation when something happens, do you meme it or not? 
Um, there's math questions, just just regular math questions because you know how often you do that, such as if the train leaves the station at 545 going this speed, when does it arrive here? You know, because of all the times I've used that working in the industry so far, I can't tell you. I just don't even have words. I think maybe the idea is good. Professionalism, diversity and inclusion, those are both great. That's great in the industry. I just don't know how this test does that. So I have a, well, maybe not unique, but I have an interesting perspective on this because... Before making a career change a few years ago, I was actually a sommelier. And the basically, I had to study extremely hard for like six months. And I had to learn how to blind taste wine. And I had to like brush up on like service technical skills and like do all these things. Um, according to uh, the Court of Master Sommelier's standards, um, and they're actually under a lot of hot fire right now for, uh, well, you know, everything that old, powerful white men are in trouble for nowadays. Right. Um, and, but, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, but, but, you know, it's, 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 it's $600 to, to, to take the introduction exam. Uh, and then it's another $600 to take the certified exam. And the certified exam doesn't fall off. But uh, so it's $1,200. And then you spend, you know, many more hundreds of dollars books and and wine to actually taste which can be expensive um uh you know uh, travel expenses hotels if that's a thing if if it doesn't come to your hometown um and i mean all that to say like it was worth it for me because i it actually it it it, it helped me get you know it helped me get a job um will esports certification institute do that not yet um, I think that the idea is fine. I think that the execution, the idea is great. The execution is poor. Um, cause like I could, yeah. so yes, I could pay $400 and go and take this course right now. And I think that's absurd. Um, <laughs> I, like, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know anything about like, are the exams proctored? Like how well do they guard their information? <laughs> like, like like we see people tweeting about the questions already. And it's like, so this information is just going to get out. And it's like, and there's, they are like a one cool thing is they're like, they're, um, they're giving a, um, they're giving out, not giving out, but the official study guide is like, um, it's like pay what you think it's worth or pay what you can afford or whatever. And like, that's cool. Um, but I mean, overall, I think this is just like, I think this is just a really poor execution of a really good idea. And I yeah. think that's that we just had this, this conversation about like how people who work in the esports industry are getting fucking fleeced for their, their the hours that they work. And it's like, I, this feels like the same thing, only right. you're getting a maybe useful certification. I don't know. That's all I have to right. say about it. Like, it's just, I, I think, I think that this either needs a bit of an overhaul without like, without and I'm going to probably do some Googling and figure out what some of the questions are. Cause I'm curious, but like it either needs an overhaul um, and more to, to add more validity to it uh, or, or, you know, they just need to not cause it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, no. I, and I think like you said, you know, you, you, for the Somalia stuff, you did that. And you know, for, for project management, for example, there's the project management mm -hmm. institute. Yeah. You pay, you pay an uncomfortable amount to get certified. 
But I the mean, difference is, is how, but that's the difference is that's broadly recognized and is a very determining factor on your pay, on your available positions, so on and so forth. Yeah. This being brand new, yet now, yes, they all had to start somewhere. I understand that. But I just, it, it also wasn't backed by anyone initially that I think holds enough. It wasn't broadly backed, is, is what I'll say. You know, it, it was put out and then immediately just got absolutely destroyed on social media. You know, I, I, it wasn't like organizations and, and companies were coming out and like, yes, do this. You know, if you're looking for a job, this is huge. Yeah. It was pretty much instantly people in the industry were like, what a load of baloney. And so it's just, it's hard for me to think that this will kick off. I think, like you said, I think it is a good idea. I think that. I think it has the right intentions and is sort of trying to legitimize yeah. the industry more, but I think it just does it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like the whole thing too is like, so the, um, the cost is like, that's, that's the thing, right? The, the cost just really gets me. And it's not like if I was a professional and like, let's say I just graduated and had my like bachelor's in business or something. And it's like, Oh, I want to work in esports and like, like $200. Yes, exactly. And, and it's like, I want to spend a few hundred dollars to get a certification or whatever. And, um, that like, it makes sense. But like, if I were to do that in any other industry, uh, outside of esports, you can, there are things like, or like if I was in the service industry, you get my small exam, or if I'm going right. to project management, the PMP is an, like the PMI is an extremely yeah. reputable institution. Right. And, and it's, it's about the same cost. Like, yes, yes. Like outside it, of study materials, materials, it's five to $600 and yep. having just having PMP on your resume can get you a job. And I don't foresee the ECI thing doing that for you. Right. I but like it's, it's it's a return on investment thing, I think. Like yeah. you said, if I have PMP or or any of those, CAPM, any of them, instantly that is not only a lot of doors open, but it's also an increase in pay from someone else yes, who may, absolutely. if we have the same exact everything, but I have that and they are working on it or don't have it, it's a, it's a difference of pay also. I think it's a return. And for this, I just... You know, I think, for example, I think if 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 I went to to my boss right now and I said I got the esports certification institute sort of you know whatever, mm. he'd say what What are you talking about? You know, and yeah. I think that that's just I think that that's that's something that they're going to have to figure out and maybe try to get some more support for, um, yeah, to address that. But we'll move on because I feel like you, like we said, I think we could probably talk about this for a while, but um, <laughs> this has to be a whole cast, honestly. Right. About this we'll, kind of stuff. we'll move on to a couple of short ones here. Uh, one, you have phase clan now have Kyler Murray, the NFL player and Nick Merckx as co-owners. Um, I have seen some rumors that apparently certain owners are trying to sell their, sell their stakes in the company and people are kind of trying to figure out what that's about. Um, so I don't know how true that is. It was a Twitter thing, so it's probably fake. But um, Nick Merckx and Kyler Murray are for sure uh, co-owners now of FaZe Clan. Um, and, and I think it's pretty cool when you see you know, creators like Nick Merckx get, get more uh, skin in the game in the, in the uh, organizations that kind of 
help them yeah. and, and you know well, part shout of to shout out to hundred thieves to who did yes. a similar thing yep. recently with Valkyrie and um Courage. Uh, courage, yes. Yep. Exactly. Two two great creators that make yes. content and seem like nice people. So yeah. It's that's really nice. On the on the flip side of this thing we've been talking about where it sucks for its employees. Right. <laughs> um but yeah, awesome, awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, another interesting group of people becoming co-owners of an esports organization, uh, Jim Solbakken and Ole Gunnar Solsgaard, who's the coach of Manchester United Football Club uh, in the Premier League, became co-owners of a Norwegian esports company called Ulti Agency. Um, I just think it's cool. I'm a big Premier League fan. I'm, I, I hate, do not like Manchester United. Um, I'm a Tottenham fan. But, you know, mm. it, it's still cool to see Premier League, you know, Poor getting even boy. more. What? Stop. I don't this. I don't need this right now. I'm already devastated after we lost this weekend. I don't <laughs> need more. I'm going to. It's sad. I've gone trophyless since 2008. I'm sad. So and he hasn't. But it's not the point. The point is, he's now part owner of an esports company. And, and I think it's really cool to see even more of these. Um, sort of major sports uh, talents, you know, even like Kyler Murray from before, all of them getting involved in esports. And then moving into another one, Richard Sherman is now on the board of Enthusiast Gaming. And we talked on Enthusiast Gaming the last time I was on the podcast. I was gone for a week for uh, for a vacation, but uh, we talked about Enthusiast Gaming going public on NASDAQ. Um, and they also own Seattle Surge in the Call of Duty League. Vancouver Titans and the Overwatch League. And they also own the media outlet Upcomer, which is an up and coming media outlet in God the esports industry. I nailed it. I don't know I why I said goddamn Ty. Goddamn you, Brendan. I nailed it. I know. It was, that was good. Um, Ty, this is your fault for some reason. But they own all three of these. And now Richard Sherman is on the board. He's been since 2018, has been a. a advocate and a i can't think of the word for luminosity which is enthusiast gaming their group owns yeah. luminosity gaming as well um so it's really cool to see him kind of staying on esports and, and getting on the board for for enthusiast gaming uh going forward yeah no that's it's, these are these last three points i'll kind of just group them together um, yeah all all cool stuff um you know richard richard sherman clearly uh, clearly a force in esports uh, just just as a quick aside, the upcomer tagline is his. Uh, shoot, what what was it? it? Oh, upcomer, your guide to everything esports and all that it implies, which is a really funny way to say that. But no, it's it's a it's cool it's a cool site. Um, uh, and yeah, I mean they're they're obviously you know pretty successful so far. They've got a publicly listed company. I don't know what the stock price is honestly, but I'm sure ten thirty one was the close. That's ten thirty one was the close today. I, you know, if, uh, if, if, um, if I, uh, I have, I have some, I have, I have perfect. Sure. There you go. I mean, yeah. If, uh, if some of the companies that I'm invested in, uh, were worth $10 a share, uh, AKA ESPO, uh, I would be a very happy, man, you know, so that's, that's great. Um, uh, and then, yeah, like, you know, the stuff, the, the, the ownership, uh, with Manchester United, super cool stuff. Um, I'm, I am a Man U fan. I know it's like, oh kind of cli- it's kind of cliche in the States, but like I, when I was growing up and watching a, like, a lot of soccer, Wayne Rooney was like, was the guy. 
And yeah, it was awesome. And I also remember I like when I got really into soccer, like my dad got me like the FIFA video game and I always played Manchester United because Wayne Rooney was on it. I basically, what was the term? Oh yeah. Wayne Rooney, my, my soccer husband. That's what if I'm, quoting, I'm borrowing some Thai energy here. But yeah, um, but yeah, cool. All, all really cool stuff. Like it's, uh, you know, any any move we see from outside of esports into like team ownership or sponsorship um, that you haven't seen before, whether it's traditional sports or sponsorships or whatever, it's 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 positive for esports because it's more visibility, more yep. uh, more capital being pumped into the space. Yep, absolutely. Well, now we'll move into, uh, I touched on it earlier, but I'll just go on a little bit of a tangent real quick. Um, in Call of Duty, you had Hook, who plays for Dallas Empire, got benched. They released it, he got benched. No one knew why, because they weren't performing poorly. They weren't performing great, but they were still top. I'd say they were top four, easily top four in the league, uh, if not top three. And then they just benched him. And they said it was performance reasons. Twitter obviously takes control and says that his just all sorts of crazy stuff about personal reasons and uh, which was not true. Uh, apparently, it was all performance based, but it just it it really threw a lot of people in the Call of Duty scene. Just had no idea what the hell was going on. Um, definitely an interesting move and. You know, I'm kind of going to want to see how things go moving forward. Uh, they replaced him for Fellow, who um, is really good. Don't get me wrong. He's been around for a long time. Um, really good player, veteran. Um, so definitely nothing to, to, you know, definitely not the biggest downgrade, but still kind of confusing the timing and everything that happened um, and kind of the vague message they, they gave about why just exciting performance. So um, moving forward, it'll be interesting to see. but. I uh, just want to touch on that really quick for the Call of Duty people out there. Um, and then in Fortnite, because we were just talking about soccer or football, um, Neymar now has a skin, and it's so sick. It's actually I don't, cool. Yeah, I don't play Fortnite, and it's so cool. I I, <laughs> I don't play anymore. I used to, but I it's so cool. I don't even know. I don't even know how they keep coming out with cool skins and managing to make people buy them, but. <laughs> it's I mean, a super that's, cool skin. That's something I love about Fortnite is if if every game had cosmetics like Fortnite, uh I think that cosmetics wouldn't have such a weird like stigma around them like yep. like Fortnite does it really well and and to be fair none of their like their game is completely free to pay and they just monetize through right. like, cosmetics. But like there's like and I don't even I don't play Fortnite too, but if I if I did, I'd I'd, I'd be eyeballing those cosmetics. I'd be like, hmm, name our skin, huh?" Yeah, it's 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 really cool, and yeah, hats off to the designers of that that skin. Yeah, absolutely, it was it was really cool to see, and uh, you know, I I don't even know where they're going to go next, but they seem to just pump out the coolest stuff. I feel like I'm going to predict this right now: a Space Jam Two. They'll bring out a collection of skins for Space Jam Two. Oh hell yeah! I'm calling it right now. I don't know if that's the thing. If that's already been rumored, then call me out say i'm an idiot but that's that's gonna be that's my that's my prediction i'm really good at predictions as you know if you've listened to the show before so um well moving on to valorant there's a new map finally breeze um if you're like me and have watched a lot of valorant professionally you may or may not be 
just loving seeing the same maps over and over. <laughs> Maybe now we'll get a little new, you know, a little fresh air in it. Um, I'm excited. I haven't played it myself yet. I was fresh, a to, fresh breeze. A fresh, oh yeah. across our keyboards. Oh, oh my goodness. Look at us breeze. go. Breeze. Breeze. Yeah. We're really good at that. I'm not going to lie. We're really good at those transitions. So um, it's whatever. Um, it looks really, it looks really cool though. It's like a mix of it like uh, like a mix of like Far Cry and Borderlands, like kind of or like or and there's I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a really nice aesthetic, and I'm really excited to shoot people. Yeah, it it looks really good, and and I'm really excited uh, for, for more uh, new competitive uh, maps like that in the future. Same. Well, moving on to Riot's other baby child, because I say it every week and I nail it every time. Um, first thing to talk about, uh, the LEC had 450,000 viewers on average, man, that's, that's absurd, which is just so many people. It's like twice the number of the, I reference the stat all the time, but it's like twice the number of a, of an average New York Yankees game. And it's 12.3% higher, higher than last spring. Yeah. It's which means it's still growing, which blows my mind because everyone's always said, oh, that many people, it'll never get above that. Oh, that many people, it'll never get above that. But it is. I mean, I mean as long as League is, is popular and they keep releasing new content and they keep making good business decisions, it will just grow bigger. And also, which they are they, just pumping out uh, yes. new content. They have another two new heroes announced. Yeah. They have a new TFT. I mean, they're just pumping things out. Yes. And yeah, man, League is, man, the LEC too is, uh, LCS is great. Um, I've watched like a little bit of LCK. I, it's fine. Um, LEC though is just like such a well-produced and the, 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 the announcers and the commentators are amazing. Like it's just a perfect cast and it's a perfectly produced show. And like, there's like, they've done such a great job of developing the storylines around each team. Like, it's a really like, I don't play league that often, but like, I watch LEC because it's awesome. And they like, they make you, they they make help you understand like what's going on without over explaining things. Like, it's just a really great show to watch and a really, yep. it's like watching football, like 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 um uh. Like it's like if your mom doesn't know about football, but she watches football on Sundays because you know the family's doing it, and and it's fun to watch, and like you kind of understand what's going on. Same thing with League. Like I feel like somebody who doesn't know League can jump in and say, "Oh, it's so cool," and it will make them want to go play, League, which is what right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then even more from the LEC, over four, 44 million hours were watched over the entire split, which is higher than last year's by forty percent. And the yeah. finals had a peak viewership of 866,000, which is 7.5% higher than last year's finals. Now, I just, it's crazy that they're still growing this much. But like you said, I think the LEC is one of the most well produced yeah. things. Um, I think very, very few things compared to it. I think Worlds is another example. I think uh, the International from Dota is probably the only other thing that I think really rivals it. Um, and so it's just it's just crazy that we get this viewership. I mean, I saw saw in like popular media, the Oscars had its lowest viewership of only nine point eight five million people, and they're going the opposite way of esports events. If you look over the past 
seven years, they've gone from almost 50 million down to 10 million viewers. Yeah. And esports events have gone from 500 to almost a million, you know, in the same amount of time. So it's just it's just crazy to see the growth and and how much it's continuing to grow even after years that people say, oh, this has to be the peak. Oh, this has to be the peak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I I think in the next three years, esports is going to be just 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 as big as as some regular sports. Maybe not all of them. Like I have a hard time believing it'll be as big as like you know Premier League or or football or something. But like right. it, it it's going to be it's going to just keep growing. So. Yeah. Um, and then another kind of quick news on all these. Uh, you have RNG's coach Tab can't go to MSI because of a visa problem, so he's coaching remotely. Gotta love that. Uh, COVID has taught us that we can still make things happen without too many problems with visas. Yeah. Uh, FPX's Bo was given a four-month ban for match fixing in the Chinese in the LPL Academy League. Uh, there was all, there was all sorts of people that got yes. in trouble in that, and the match fixing was really dumb. And it a lot of people got handed small bans like this because, um, you know, I guess they just decided to match fix in the academy, which is a weird place to do it. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's strange, strange, strange way to match fix. I'll say that much. Yeah, so I don't. I, so that's interesting. Um. League also is collaborating with Uniqlo for a clothing line, which I guess they're just putting their hands in everything. They got TV yeah. shows, cinematic universes, clothing, games. Yeah. They got I don't. They have anime. I don't even know what they're. I don't know what's next. I mean, they're yeah, going to come go, out with the, I guess. Right? I guess KDA is their music groups. They got music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just everywhere. Right. Right is 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 certainly. I mean, if they're not already, right is the next Blizzard. Right, like. And you know maybe the, uh, Blizzard is still massive, but uh, yeah, like they're just they're just moving that way where they are making they are creating their own universe that all this content exists within. And I think I think that's awesome. Like you know, think about the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or think about you know Blizzard like Warcraft or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome, and I'm uh, like everything they've put out has been really high quality so far. So I'm just looking forward to whatever they put out next. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, VCS champion uh, Gigabyte Marines can't go to MSI due to travel restrictions with COVID, um, which which sucks because if anyone knows them, you know they've had some pretty um, interesting runs in wildcard regions at, at MSI in twenty seventeen. I think was their really good run um, at MSI. So um, sad to see that, um, but you know. I, we're getting closer and closer to everything being back to normal. So um, that's good. And then kind of a surprise, but not really if you watch the LCS, 100 Thieves signed Abadage as the new starting mid laner, mm. uh, which was so much needed. I don't know how they went this long without ever having a legitimate mid laner or how they really won games this year. With So I'm sad that Shulk is Oh boy, here we Abadage. go. But, here we go. But, this is like this is like when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. I was like, well, fuck. Now I have to watch all of the Broncos games. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I like, get that. <laughs> like, I'm still I'm still a Colts fan. I still love the Colts, but also like I love Peyton Manning. But it's right. also it's 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 less so for Shulk. Like I love Abadage, and he is like 
when he's on, he is like people call they, they call him Faker Doggy because he does like absurd things on camera. And yeah. I'm ex- I'm now I'm now hundred thieves fan. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I th- I mean I, yeah, I'm a hundred thieves fan in other esports. I really just the organization. I should say not even really yeah. any specific team. It's a good organization, except for their Valorant team. I'm a big fan of their Valorant team uh, because of Hiko, but. I just I they needed a midliner and I guess if they can get out with Dage, then I why would you not? So it makes sense. Um I don't know how much of a difference it's gonna make in their results, but we'll see. I mean I'll have to I'll have to take a look at the hundred thieves because Abadage I think was and you could maybe uh you can maybe argue with me on this, but like I think Abadage was the best player on on Shulk. And it'll be interesting to see if how much he was carrying Shulk and how much of an effect he makes on 100 Thieves. So I would argue with you. Okay. Just because I think Gilius mm, was Gilius more consistent. Yeah, that's true. I do think that Abadage is better overall, for sure. There's no question. Absolutely no way you can argue that. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, when Abadage is on, yes. on and Gilius yes. is more steady and consistent I'll, yes I'll agree. uh i also think i don't think it's going to make a difference if broken blade keeps playing his north america style <laughs> like of legends in europe sure. i don't think it's going to go sure. well um well that wraps up the news portion um so now we're going to get into my favorite part which is last hit again last hits where we get one minute where we get to talk about whatever we want uninterrupted as usual tim's gonna go first all right. And I'm gonna get my I'm getting my counter my timer out now. Counter. My counter. My, my second counter. Alrighty. Let me know when you're ready, Tim. And I'll right, give you I'll ahead. get you're going I'm on go. You're going Shoot on go. From the hip here, so. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, okay. So this one's a little bit we don't normally talk about card games. Card games are an esport, believe it or not, just as good as the others. Um and I was well, actually telling the guys about this. Hey, shut up, Brendan, it's last hit. I saw the guys about this um, uh, before the show where um, I love Magic Gathering. I think it's one of the best games ever made, um, especially when you, especially on tabletop. It's transitioned okay into digital, um, but it's one of the best games ever made, including like chess and check shit. Um, the reason more people don't play it is because it's it, it, it's extremely complicated to learn, and you can't teach somebody in five to fifteen minutes. It will take several hours to like really get them into the game. Whereas opposed to like Hearthstone or League or whatever, you can be like, "Oh, I get it," and you can do a five minute tutorial, and that's it. You can't do that with Magic, and it's sad, sad because it's a good it's a good esport, and there's lots of money. There's millions of dollars in prize money in in Magic, and I just wish more people played it. That's all. Anyway, Stop. I guess that's it. Well, you nailed it because I was like one oh oh point four seven. So ah, uh, well, you just need to be faster with your your, your trigger finger yeah. there. Oh, well, I'm gonna blame the mic. I'm gonna blame the 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 yeah. There was a delay. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your what's your last tip, Brendan? Mister, do you have a timer? I've got. I'm ready with the timer. Well, Wait, usually you aren't. Usually it takes yeah. a. Oh, I All right, a three, two, one, go. Okay, this is not esports at all, but I want to talk about it. Uh, so the other day, I was in a car accident, a hit and run. But that's not what this is about because I'm okay. Cars totaled, but it doesn't matter. What it is about is because after it happened, I had another car pull up, and they had actually followed the car that hit me 
and got the license plate, got all this information for me. And they followed him for like two miles and then came back to check on me and stayed with me until the cops got there. So this whole last hit is just about that. There are just so many great people out there. And yeah, there's shitty people who do shitty things. For example, the esports people who don't pay people. But believe it or not, at the end of the day, there's still all these good people, like the people who helped me. And I just want to thank those, thank those people. And I did thank them. I called them after, but really just don't forget to thank people and you know keep doing nice things for people because you never know when it might help. It helped me a lot. You know, it's always good to help. So do what you can. Be good people. There's good people out there too. That's it. What a waste of two seconds. You're oh, that's a duck timer. That's a duck timer. If I remember, that's a that's a duck timer. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's that's um, Juniper and I have this situation. Juniper, my daughter. For those of you who aren't aware of who Juniper is at this point, uh, we have a system where whenever, like, we'll be at the park or something, and she'll be like, "I want to stay here forever," and I'm like, "Well, we have to go home <laughs> and eat or hydrate or like you need to take a nap or whatever." I'm like, all right, like how long should I set the timer for five minutes? And then she'll think about it and she'll like, look at me and she'll be like, I don't know if she thinks she's negotiating with me, but she'd be like two minutes. I'm like, you drive a hard bargain. Kid. <laughs> but then I, I let her pick the, uh, the timer. And she picked ducks. Ah, she ducks. Anyway, well, yeah, I mean, that was a, that you have that information in your head and you can't, you can't unload that now. Well, you know, I, why not? I like it. Juniper's my favorite over in that household anyway. So <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> Should we tell your wife that if she listens? Is she going to oh, be a fan knows. of that? Oh, we she actually, does? Okay. Like two weeks into after Juniper was born, Janice, my wife Janice was like, so um, I want to I ask you something. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, I think I love Juniper more than you. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I yeah, I love Juniper more than I love you. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we're on the same page. Understanding where it's like, yeah, we love each other, but like, yeah, obviously we love our child right. much more. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. That was a heart. That was a good heartwarming ending for both of us. My last yeah, hit into that. It? That's good. Wasn't it just adorable? Wow. We wrap that up. Yeah. Well, with that, that that concludes our show for tonight. If you liked listening to Tim talk or me talk or Ty even talk, you got a little Magic Man action. Yeah. We need more Magic uh, Man on this show. Honestly. We need more Magic Man. We're going to get Magic Man involved. Yeah. Uh, feel free to give us a follow. Um, if you want to know more about Eastfo and everything we have going on over there, go on over to eastfo.io. You can find everything you want as a fan of esports. Uh, go to our socials at Eastfo Social on everything TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, and with that said, I hope all you beautiful people have a wonderful morning, day, evening, night whatever it is where you're listening from. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the AOE podcast. And remember, win together. Bye.